Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positive Energy Phil podcast channel, where we talk about a variety of mental health awareness and wellness subjects. So today is the fifth episode in a series I like to call Mindset Leaders, Creating Our Best Self. The series is all about connecting with leaders in various fields of mindset and or business and, you know, really taking a peek behind the curtain to explore what makes them tick and how they prepare for a big day of crushing their goals, being their best self, while while making a massive impact on the collective good around them. So we are here today with our guest, Lauren Duffel of Coaching for Insomniacs. Thank you so much for joining us today. And how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Phil. Um, it's nice to see you. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about sleep, which is my, my favorite topic. So. <laughs> okay, let's get going. <clears throat> so we'll jump into the first question. So, you know, I love to start by exploring, you know, a, a little bit about what I mentioned in the introduction. I've often found that many business leaders who are doing great things in their life often have daily routines that really help set them up and, you know, kind of get them in a way that serves them well for the day. I know for myself that that often involves a variety of self-care and personal development routines. So do you have a consistent routine yourself that you utilize each day to really kind of be the best and be, you know, be the best version of yourself and bring out the best of yourself for that day? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I get asked stuff like this a lot in the realm of sleep um, since that is mainly what my coaching is all about. But in that realm, people often think that it's all about the bedtime routine, but having good sleep really goes along with having good energy during the day. So the morning routine is super, super important for me. Um, my, the favorite parts of my morning routine are my workout. I always feel way better when I do a good workout. Some days I do a mini one. If, if my day is starting early or or if I did a really hard one the next day, but I do always feel best on the days when I get in a good workout. Some sunshine, even if you're in the winter and all you can do is stand in front of the window while you have your warm beverage and look into the daylight um, and in the summer get out there. And then, um, yeah, sometimes I have meditation or intention setting, depending on what I'm into at the time. And then the uh, most non-negotiable part of my morning routine is making a really healthy breakfast because if I don't eat all the nutrients I need for my day, I am not going to be the best version of myself for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely seems like that, you know, the common theme that I'm seeing amongst everyone I'm talking to so far on this uh, show is that, you know, having a good morning routine of setting a lot of different kinds of positive intent, you know, personal development, maybe maybe even some gratitude and appreciation sprinkled in there, you know, you know just kind of kickstarting our day in a way that helps us to take on the rest of the day, whatever comes to be, you know, with grace, with a positive attitude and, you know, ready to take on all these opportunities and do something with them. So I feel like that seems to be the common theme that I'm coming across. And I, I really, you know, resonate with that being similar to how I do things in my own life. And I know you and I have talked a bit before about the, you know, the power of having a good sleep. 
and getting in enough hours and, you know, and having a good schedule to that and the different benefits that, that can bring to your life. So I'm sure as we go farther into the questions, we'll be able to dig a little bit deeper into that as well. Yeah, definitely. So for, for myself, you know, learning about self-care stemmed from experiencing challenges in my life and learning about how to overcome them. So awareness of the things that kept me stagnant also inspired me to grow. So did your experience bring a similar journey? And if it did, can you expand on some of you know, how your current routine of self-care habits helped you to overcome the challenges that you would have had previously in your life? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm working with people for their sleep now because about five, well, no, about 10 years ago, I developed insomnia and it lasted for about five years. So, and I wasn't planning on, on having a career in this at all. It just kind of happened naturally as things progressed. But, but yeah, my own experience um, has guided my, my whole career pretty much because in the beginning, I was very, very social. I was really into parties and my, my career was managing events. And so that went along with that part of my personality in my early 20s. And then as I was seeing like, oh, I'm not feeling so well. Oh, my hangovers are getting worse and worse, even though I'm only you know 23 or whatever at the time. So, and, and then little health problems started popping up. And I remember going to the doctor and the doctor being like, oh, you're young, you're healthy. And my mom being like, oh, you're, you're young, you can handle anything. And then me secretly thinking like, I'm not handling this. Like I'm, there's something wrong inside of me and everyone's telling me I'm so young and I shouldn't have anything wrong with me and that like really really hit a button for me like oh because I'm young there shouldn't be anything wrong with me and even though that's not true and it doesn't mean anything but it did have me thinking like oh if I'm having problems now what is it going to be like in a few years 10 20 30 years what the hell am I doing so it took me a long time though to really get to where I'm at now. And part of that's just maturity. You don't want to do the same things when you're 35 as when you were 23. Yeah. But um, also that there was a lot of learning along the way, learning that like, basically I can't do things the way everyone else does them. And I think that maybe Maybe we all think that, but at the time in my early 20s, I'm like, yeah, my friends are going to a party. I'm going to go to a party. My friends are going to eat this hamburger. I'm going to eat this hamburger or whatever. I didn't think that way, you know, but it was just normal. And, uh, and I just wanted to be normal and do everything that my friends did. And then my whole growth has been really listening on the inside to what is really happening? Is this situation really right for me? Is this food actually making me feel good? Is this drink actually making me feel good? And same thing, is my morning routine making me feel good? Because really, I am the happiest, most fun, funny, awesome version of myself when I feel really good on the inside. And so if I'm not feeling really good in there, then I'm, I'm trying to hide that I don't feel really good or I tell someone that I don't feel good and it brings down, I feel like it brings down the mood or something, even though it maybe doesn't, but um, I just, I realized I just want to feel my best all the time. And that's the best version of me. So what do I need to do to achieve that? And it's just 
listen really closely to the yeses and the noes that your body tells you little little clues listen to the quiet yeses and the quiet noes before they get louder and louder and louder <laughs> and you're not gonna like it when you get there so that was my whole process personally <laughs> and i feel like you know many of us definitely go through that phase when we're in our young 20s where maybe we're partying a bit too much or we're kind of going with the crowd just doing what we feel is like the cool in thing at the time and you know i feel like when we're young we definitely kind of give a lot of our personality our self-care doing what we think is like when we cast that question you know does this serve my best self we're not really asking it often from an internal point of view i think in that kind of age we're asking it from the external factors that we see around us and what we see being we're being told, you know, this is what serves my best self. And I feel like as we kind of mature and go on into our life, we realize we're going to have to create that peace of mind from within, you know, we're going to have to find on our own terms, what helps to, what actions help create that. And then, and then, and, you know, in turn, take action on those actions and actually engage in those things. But yeah, definitely something for myself that was very similar that it took a few years of challenges before I kind of, had my eyes open to the, you know, the power of what, you know, these kind of uh, routines could add to my life. Exactly. Yeah. A few years of challenges <laughs> for sure. So, you know, I, so I, I've often found that, and you touched a bit about on, you know, you a little tongue tied, but that's okay. You had touched a bit on this in the last answer. But I've often found that from my experience that as I go along my path of creating my best self, you know, I'm often making tweaks here and there as I have awareness of a limiting belief or a pain point or a comfort zone or something similar. So I find that with that win or learn mentality, you know, I can continue to find new ways to adapt or add to what I currently do so that I can continue to meet, keep moving forward, keep growing, you know, keep leveling up in some way. So what is your perspective on the growth of mindset routines? Is this something that you also experience where you find yourself adapting as you go, or do you find that, you know, in some ways we can experience the opposite where we can find that routine that serves us well, lock it in, and then just kind of proceed from there knowing we've found like the secret sauce of what makes us tick. Ah, uh, okay, so you mean, changing the mindset first and then having the routine follow or changing the routine first and having that have a ripple effect on the mindset well more i guess more just um you know when you do you find that your routine of what creates that mindset in your life do you find that routine is constantly evolving and changing as you learn new things and kind of go through the you know trial and error of experiencing different things in life or do you find that there are a lot of occasions where, you know, you kind of find what works well for you. You can lock that in next 10 years of your life. That's still going to work well for you. Or do you feel like there's even maybe a combination of the two things? Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm someone who always likes learning and doing new things. Um, and the only, I'd say there's like three consistent parts of my routine. 
something active, something meditative, and then something that's food. <laughs> and within those three things, it's changing a lot because I, I get bored. I get bored quickly. Um, and I love learning new things, but I also try to, so I love the kind of, um, Zen proverb of you can dig, you know, a thousand shallow holes and you're not going to get anywhere, or you can dig one really deep hole and find gold. Right. And so I, I try to embrace both that and knowing that I'm someone who always needs to be learning and trying new things because that's just what keeps me going. Like I love learning new things. So if I can learn new things, but stick really true to the fact that I need some kind of calm for my mind every day, I need movement for my body every day. I need daylight like on my face, on my skin and, and I need healthy food. And within that, there's a lot of room for play and experimentation and learning new things. And I'll, I'll, I'll tend to learn something. And if I really like it, I'll stick to it for a while. Then I'll kind of get tired of it and try something else. And then I'll remember it. Oh yeah, I liked that before. And then I'll, I'll either go back to it for a while or kind of like sprinkle it in. <laughs> Depends what it is but I'd say a bit of both. Um, and I think those, those basic needs are true for everyone, but, but it's up to us to, to embrace, you know, the, the want to actually do those things that, that make us feel our best. And so there, there's a lot of motivation behind that. So you mentioned mindset and, and to get the mindset that will get you to do that routine consistently, you have to really know what is your motivation. And for me, partially, my motivation is just that I feel so awesome. If I eat a really healthy meal and I do some good exercise, I feel so good after that there's no way that I would choose anything else that would leave me feeling not as good. But, but then there's also other motivations, like maybe you have kids and you're having health problems and, and you want to be around to meet your grandkids or you want to walk your daughter down the aisle or both of your grand or all of your grandparents are diabetic and you want to see if you can use your lifestyle to prevent that. And so the, having a really specific goal for me is, is really, really powerful. Like there, there's diabetes in my family and a lot of osteoporosis. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not me. And, and I know that, you know, whatever happens many years down the line, that's in life's hands or in God's hands, however you want to put that, but that I, I know that I can have an impact on this. So I'm going to do my best and see what happens. And, and that's the approach that, that I like to take for myself. Yeah, I love it. And I definitely resonate with a lot of what you're saying. I know for myself, I'm, I'm very similar in that, you know, I almost, you know, I feel like from a very young age, I've always been the kind of person that loved to learn. I've always, always had my nose in a book at a very young age, you know, it was always just fascinated by learning new facts about all sorts of different things. And I found as I got older, it got a little more refined about what I wanted to learn about. 
but I found that when I was young, you know, you know, everything and anything, any book you could throw my way, sure, I'll read this, this <laughs> and why not, you know, and get and go through a whole two or 300 book or two or 300 page book in one day because, you know, back then that was really, I feel like where a lot of my energy went. And of course, as we get older and we get more responsibilities and things like that, you know, maybe we don't have the ability to sit in bed every day and read for 12 hours, but well, I mean, <laughs> unless we make time for it now and then, but, you know, I feel like yeah. there's so much power in that. And, you know, it reminds me of something I always like to remind, tell myself is that the best teachers keep learning, the best healers keep healing. And, you know, by being a better version of ourselves every day, by trying to be that 1% 1% better every single day, we're going to be able to do what we do better, give ourselves better love, better, you know, um, just the ability to treat ourselves well and through that do what we do well helping others and you know being able to share that guidance so I feel like you know so when we when our cup is full then we can overflow rather than you know kind of giving from a half empty cup there yeah definitely definitely I, I feel that way I have so much more joy in my work and in helping others spending time with my friends and family when I am energized and when I feel good so absolutely yeah can't go wrong with that so <laughs> having had the chance to hear a bit about you and some of the things that you do day to day to succeed and I'm sure the people listening or watching would love to know a bit about how to connect with you and as well the impact that you are making and so you did mention a bit about how your focus and your knowledge is, you know, largely based around sleep and how that can be an impact in our life. So could you please expand a bit for us on the kind of work you're doing with that and as well where we can find you if we're interested in checking out your work? Yeah, definitely. Um, what I do is I offer a totally immersive program which teaches someone how to overcome chronic sleeping issues, whether it's diagnosed as insomnia or not doesn't really matter. Um, I speak to people who think that they have really terrible insomnia. And then when I see what's happening, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. But this person feels that it's really bad. So you take it very seriously. And then other people are like, yeah, my sleep, you know, it kind of sucks. It's, it's on and off, not that great. And I see there because a tracking is part of my process. Then when they start with me, I see what's happening. And then some people are like, yeah, it's not that bad. And I see it, I'm like, wow, that's really bad. <laughs> Either way, they're gonna get everything that they need. Um, so the immersive program is to get someone from having chronic sleeping issues to fully understanding their sleep from a whole bunch of different perspectives so that it doesn't feel mysterious anymore. It doesn't feel stressful anymore and you have a sense of, of control and a better relationship with your sleep. So there's, there's six things that make up my approach. Did you want me to talk about those? Whatever you would like to let, you know, let them know in terms of the kind of things that you, you know, you, whatever you feel is in impertinent details that you feel like they should know about what kind of work you're doing. Yeah. And where we can right. find you as well, as well, you know. What kind of yeah. social medias and different things can we find you on? Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that at the end. So what I do with my one-on-one -on -one program is the focus is based on these six pillars. And the first one is always sleep science because 
like I said, when we're making changes, we have to know what is our goal, but also why you're making these changes. If you're just making changes and someone says, this is good for you, or this will help, you're like, okay, whatever. But once you have the foundation of sleep science, then you're like, I know that this is going to make a difference. Let's do it. So a lot more certainty there. Then once we get through the educational portion, which continues a little bit, but it's heavier on that in the beginning, then there is lifestyle coaching to really look at what can we change in your environment or in the way that you're interacting with it to give you better long-term sleep. And then in that, I'm getting tangled in my wire here, in that there is mindset, which is maybe almost becoming an overused term now, but it's so important to think about your sleep in a way that will actually help you have a better sleep because the thoughts that we have actually affect our body's chemistry. So if we have a stressful thought, we've now released a little bit of cortisol and adrenaline boop, into the blood. And now that's not helping us sleep. Um, I'm also a, a holistic nutritionist. I worked for a few years in a naturopathic clinic. So I bring in my holistic nutrition hat with everyone because it has such an impact, not only what you're eating and when, but there's also supplements, there's also stimulants, there's also the recreational things that we use and how those things affect our sleep. So the nutrition becomes an important part of that, certainly. And then did I say all of them? Yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't. Stress reduction. Stress redu reduction is super important for our sleep. And it's something that we often think, oh, I, I'll just do a meditation or some relaxing breathing before I go to bed. But if that's the only time that you're managing your stress during the day, it's going to be pretty hard to calm down <laughs> at that point if you've been going on <laughs> maximum stress all day. So that's a huge piece. And then my own experience in insomnia and having an educated conversation with the person and their experience. So those are the six things that my program is based on. And you can find me at www.coachingforinsomniacs with an S at the end.com. And it's the same thing on Instagram at Coaching for Insomniacs. Right now I'm working on a digital program so that I'll have a little bit more flexibility and have a few different options for people to choose from. Um, but that's a couple months away. So for now I have my very effective, awesome one-on-one <laughs> -on -one program. And there is a guarantee with that. If you do everything that I suggest over the first two months, that it's guaranteed that you will succeed otherwise your money back but i haven't had to give anyone their money back so yeah, that's a, <laughs> good track record that's hey that's a good uh track record to have a 100 percent score so far and i know you and i have talked about insomnia beforehand before this conversation and mm -hmm. we've even talked about the fact that i myself at times in my life have experienced insomnia and you know, the different side effects that come with having a bad sleep schedule as it obviously, you know, it, as you mentioned, it kind of is a domino effect throughout your day. You know, once you start the day half asleep, everything else is just kind of fallen by the wayside because, you know, you're just not taking it with your best self. You're, you know, you got the kind of face in the morning, you know, you're not going to be effective in what you're doing to set up your day and creating a positive intent. 
So yeah. that's actually something that, you know, for anyone out there who is having challenges with their sleep and is wondering, you know, is this kind of thing going to be beneficial? I can tell you from my own experience, you know, we've had some conversations and I put into play some things you had mentioned to me, especially in, in particular, you know, the length of sleep I was getting, because you had mentioned, you know, that, that the ideal sleep is getting that eight hours, I believe is what we were talking about. And, and we're talking about, you know, how there's different aspects of what's going on during the night that is really crucial to the healing process of your body and kind of setting yourself up well for the next day. And me realizing I'm going getting four or five hours some nights and probably, you know, shortchanging myself there. So, you know, now making sure I get my eight hours starting the day a little bit later than I would, but still, and then as well going to bed a little bit earlier so that I get a good sleep, get a, you know, proper length of time into that. And then when I'm waking up, I'm ready to take on the day. I'm crisp and awake and firing on, on all cylinders rather than wandering around looking for the coffee and kind of just <laughs> not really sure what way is up. Yeah. Yeah. And about the eight hours, it's, it's not eight hours for everyone. Um, and in the tracking process, this is where we really discover what works for someone. Or of course, there's some trial and error, but we make an educated guess based on the first couple of weeks of tracking. And, and there is no there really isn't a recommended exact amount of sleep because we are all different, but yeah. it is known that less than six hours isn't recommended and more than nine hours shows that there's something that might be off. Not if you have one night of nine hours, but if somebody is sleeping regularly all the time, more than nine hours, then you want to look and see what is affecting your energy levels, something with thyroid is vitamin d very very low are there other other nutrients that affect our energy levels that are low so that's all part of it it's it's you could say half getting better sleep and the other half is feeling more energetic during the day yeah. <laughs> and those two things will help each other it all definitely the time. it definitely makes sense to me that you know everyone's going to have their own variables and everyone has a little bit of different things that are going on in their life so there's, you know, there's no two people that are going to be exactly the same. You know, we're all going to have slightly something different that fuels our body best, depending on, like I said, all the different variables that are going on in our life. So I feel like that's actually pretty, you know, commonplace for a lot of, you know, whether it's mindset or wellness of any kind that for the most part, you know, there's always kind of those standards of like, oh, you know, you, this is kind of what is normal for when you're doing this or that but there's always going to be fluctuation within that and, you know, different as you go through different parts of that. So yeah, definitely something that I think is always good to keep in mind. So, you know, again, there, that's one of many valuable pieces of information you would find out if you were to work with Lauren and you'll, I'm sure you'll, you'll have, be snoozing like a baby in no time though. I wonder <laughs> where that expression ever came from because Babies wake up a lot, so I don't know why they came up with that one. <laughs> Babies sleep a lot, though. They spend most of their day <laughs> sleeping in the beginning, anyhow. Yeah. yeah, we should say sleep like a cat, except for that's not good either. Cats sleep during the day. We don't want to do that. So we'll have to come up with a better, you and I can come up with a better yeah, analogy. Yeah, with a better saying. 
All right. So the final question that I'd like to ask all my guests is this. What is the number one best piece of guidance you have ever been given that you generally like to pass on to others who have, you know, are on that process of creating their best self and learning about how to do so? Mm, yeah. Listen to your body. So we have our, you could say we have our body, mind, and soul, but the way that we know what's best for us is, is the feelings in the body. So we think like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. And so, and I know that because in my mind, I'm angry, but no, you know that because you feel tight in your chest and your stomach and you feel hot and you feel heat in your ears. And maybe you feel kind of tingling on the sides of your head and maybe your hands are shaking. And that's really how you know that you're angry, even if there's no thoughts in your head. So listening to the body, it, will tell you yes or no to almost anything and maybe in a really really subtle way and listening to the body can be a really really powerful tool when finding what's best for you um, and it takes practice listening and knowing what the body is saying and sometimes it doesn't say anything in the moment and it tells you no later and you learn from that experience so just listen 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 there's uh, a famous Canadian called Gabor Mate, and he has a book um, called When the Body Says No. And that's about food, primarily about food, but um, he also focuses a lot, a lot on mental health and the whole process of, of listening to the body. So for me, that's the most powerful tool in every decision I make, everything, even, you know, what am I going to have for a snack? <laughs> Uh, to should I move to this place should I change my career it's like how does my body feel about it and then and sometimes you learn oh my body is scared right now and then you learn is this the scared like I shouldn't do it or this the scared like I should do it so there's all these complexities in learning when we're listening to the body but it's been the most powerful tool in my life definitely hands down yeah, definitely. Intuition is so powerful and always wise to kind of, I feel like it's always going to guide us well, as you said, I guess at the end of the day, it comes down to having awareness of the intuition, trusting it and taking action on it whenever we're being guided by that in any kind of way. Exactly. All right. So thank you everyone for joining me today. And thank you, Lauren, for joining and thank you all for listening in. You know, if, if you want to get in touch with either one of us, you can reach out to Lauren through the, the way she had mentioned before. You know, you had the Instagram. I believe there was a website as well. And both if, coaching for insomniac. So easy to find. Yes. We'll put we'll even throw a couple links in with the episode when I published it with all the different information. So there's always, there's no way that anyone will miss. We will definitely have a, a way for you to access connection if you so choose. And if you like to get in touch with Positive Energy Phil, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And of course, all your favorite podcast platforms. So I am grateful for you all. You know, have a wonderful day. Keep sharing that love any way you know how. Positive Energy Phil and Lauren signing up for now. Peace out, my friends. We will see you Thank later. Thank you.